Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Joining us right now, Jackie McMullen from ESPN Boston. And Actually, Jackie, we give you credit here because you were one of the people that sort of set this up for us. And maybe Lou and I should have been listening a little bit more closely to uh, your level of pessimism that something big was going to happen because... If you were hoping for fireworks, you got a few duds, despite promises to the contrary from the Celtics front office. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't call this draft a dud, honestly. Um, I think what happened, what, what was probably a little excruciating for Celtics fans is we kind of got the idea that maybe Aaron Gordon could be there at six, and then all of a sudden he's gone. But more to my surprise was that Exum dropped to five. And you wondered, all right, well, if the Jazz has already got Trey Burke, do they, are they going to take Exum? But he was the best player on the board at that point. And, of course, Exum's someone that the Celtics were coveting as far as a year ago. So in terms of mini drama over the draft, those were kind of the things I was watching. But uh, you know what? I like Marcus Smart. He is a tough kid with an edge. He can defend. can't really shoot. Um, you'd like your point guards to be able to shoot a little bit. But uh, he's a tough kid. Uh, I think he fits what Brad Stevens is going to want to do pretty well. And Young at 17, uh, Young at that pick, I like that pick a lot. I like that pick a lot. He's a kid with a ton of upside. I think he can be a really good scorer. He's, um, Calipari tells you he defends right now. I might bicker with that a little bit, on the, whether he can defend on the NBA level, but, but that's something he can learn. He's only 18 years old. doesn't even turn 19 till August. So all things considered, I give the Celtics high marks coming out of last night. Yeah, Jackie, listen, I, I like both players. You know, I just think maybe I bought into all the possibilities that could have happened. I wanted action, you know, and I think that's what I know you a, did. A lot of... I kept telling you guys, like the Carmelo <laughs> Kevin Love thing, goodness gracious, sure. that came from like a spaceship from uh, in Mars. Listen, I'm not, oh, no, Jackie, on, I'm, I'm not giving up on LeBron James, to be honest with you. I mean, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching here, but real quick on, on Marcus Smart. I, I like the player as well, and I know the Celtics say that these two guys, he and Rondo, can play together. I think they're the only ones that maybe believe that. I don't even know if they believe that. So right. what is your take on that? Well, I mean, I suppose they could play together. I suppose they could. But, you know, listen, you've got Avery Bradley's a restricted free agent, and, LeBron, and uh, Rondo has a chance to be an unrestricted. Everyone, I, I, I say this over and over with you guys, the mistake everybody makes is that, oh, the Celtics want to trade Rondo. I think Rondo wants to go. And, uh, and he's very specific. He wants a max contract. He wants to play in a big market. He's very particular about where he wants to go, my sources tell me. So, uh, you know, whereas Sacramento showed a ton of interest in him, they'd have to gamble that after a year he'd walk on them, which he very well might do. He's looking, you know, he, he considers himself among one of those elite players that can market himself accordingly. And so if, if Rondo's going to go, I think Marcus, look, Marcus Smart was the best player on the board when they picked and you got to pick him, regardless of position. And you worry later about what you do. If Ronda decides he wants to stay, maybe you still have a chance at love, although I think Golden State's still the leader in that clubhouse. You, you grab the best player on the board, and you worry about how it all fits later. I just think that's what you do when you're picking that high. Yeah, I think everybody kind of agrees, you know, maybe Ronda doesn't want to sit around and watch this, and that's one of the reasons why you're talking about trading him. But would the Celtics be better off trading him this offseason as opposed to waiting to the trade deadline as far as what they can get in return? That's a good question, Lou, and I'm not sure I know the answer. Um, have, did people have, see enough of a sample size of Rondo last year to believe he's fully healthy and ready to go? I would think the answer would be yes. And uh, 
what can you get for Rondo? What are you going to get back? Uh, that's a big question. And, and is another team out there going to pay Rondo the max? If you're the Kings, you've got new ownership, you're a team that's trying to make a splash, you probably will, but you've got to convince Rondo to stay. So it's a, you know, it's a very interesting thing to me. The Lakers love Rondo, always have. The Knicks, we know, have interest in Rondo. But what do you get in return from those teams? I don't see it. Now, so, Jackie, would that be the fireworks that we're looking at? Because my thing to these two guys, who are they're, they're both panicking. They're freaking out. They're looking for fireworks. They didn't get it. My, my right. point to them is well, relax. Why did they think they were going to get it? I think they bought into the expectations. I think they bought that? into I mean, it. Yes. I, I bought into Danny Ainge and Wig. Well, they didn't have to say it, though, Jackie. Well, that's just what I wanted. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's all. We wanted, number, but they didn't have to say it. Wick says a lot of things, you know. And uh, Wick's an owner. He's, he's supposed to be selling um, optimism and tickets and Banner 19 or whatever we're on now. I've lost track. And uh, that's his role. But I don't, I don't remember Danny Ainge ever saying we're going to have fireworks. He did Listen, say it. Danny's, give Danny credit. He was in the love thing. He might still be in the Kevin Love thing. He's, he's trying to make that happen. Uh, I, as I detailed with you guys a couple weeks ago, I think, Minnesota would rather – not deal with Boston again for a bunch of reasons. And uh, so they're looking at Golden State. Chicago, I think, has turned its attention to trying to get Carmelo Anthony to go there. So the Kevin Love thing, may, it, it's, it's, I don't, it, it's not completely dead, but it's on life support, let's put it that way. But Danny Ainge did the right thing by, by trying to make that happen. So we still don't know how it's all going to shake out here. Yeah, so I, I, think you know, I think it is going to shake out a little bit better uh, later in the summer. So, so Jackie, what – team in the NBA help themselves the most during the draft with free agency? Is there a team out there that drafted the right player to keep another player from, from leaving or to entice other players to come to them during free agency? Well, I think the Miami Heat um, getting Napier, that was a player that LeBron loved, but I just think LeBron's going back there anyway. Uh, so that to me is neither here nor there. I, I'd be really shocked if LeBron James ends up anywhere else. I, I just will. Uh, although, you know, you, let's talk about Golden State just for a second. Just pie in the sky. If Golden State ends up with Kevin Love and Steph Curry and Bogut and some of those players, man, that's, a, that's an appealing thing. I just don't think it's going to happen. So I liked what the Chicago Bulls did. They, get, they, they needed perimeter shooting, and they got it in, in McDermott. And they're, they're positioning themselves – uh, to try to get Carmelo Anthony. I, I think Chicago has a chance to be a really big winner here. Yeah, so that's, that's what I was thinking when I was looking at, at, at uh, what the Bulls did. They got all this perimeter shooting. They got all these shooters. I know Chicago's a big defensive-minded team first. Right. Why yeah, would Carmelo be Anthony how, uh, be – why would they get another shooter? Why would they get another – why would they want another shooter after getting McDermott? Now they have all these shooters, and none of them want to play defense. Well, I mean, they're one of the – as you know, uh, Christian – Chicago was the single best defensive team in the league last year. So if you play good team defense, you can find a way to hide guys that aren't good individual defenders. I mean, Larry Bird was a really good team defender, obviously limited it as an individual defender, but they found out ways to make him become a great team defender. So you're, you can certainly are able to do that. And it's not like McDermott doesn't want to play defense. He just, you know, he's just got some physical limitations that make it hard for him to play defense at the level you might want him to play it at. But that's a good test for Thibodeau. And if you, I, I, you know, if you put Carmelo Anthony on that team, wow, they look good to me. 
Jackie McMullen with us here on 93.7 WEEI. All right, here's the quote that I was talking about, Jackie, from uh, back over the, I believe it was in late April. We're always trying to make fireworks every summer. We try to do something that's unique and special, and we will definitely try this summer. Hey, look, if Danny tried and it didn't come to fruition, then it didn't come to fruition, and I give him credit for trying, and if it didn't happen, it didn't happen. But I think where I'm coming from and maybe where Lou is coming from as well is we were hoping that something big would happen and maybe something can still happen. But, my goodness, even the people that do want to see Rondo traded didn't even get Ben McLemore and the eighth pick in exchange. I think you might be on to something, though, about Aaron Gordon. I think if Aaron Gordon had been one of the guys that got here, if he did slip to six, maybe we'd be feeling better about it. Well, and you'd be feeling a lot better, too, if Embiid had slipped all the way to six the way his agent Arn Tellum had hoped. You know, Tellum wanted him to go either six to Boston or seven to the Lakers. And obviously you saw his expression uh, his reaction, he didn't want to go three to the Sixers either. So, you know, I'd be really excited this morning, even with Embiid injured, if he had landed in the Boston Celtics lap. I mean, that that kid could be a game changer. You know, a lot of people at 17 are talking about Gary Harris was still there. And, you know, of right. course. No, James Young, that, that was the right pick for them. Right. And, and if they had taken Harris, people would have been saying, oh, James Young's the better player. So we, we understand yeah. that. But I do like the James Young pick. But I ask you about Avery Bradley. As you mentioned, restricted free agent, right. good defender. Uh, is he now a, just another chip, obviously? Well, let's see what happens. I mean, he's a restricted free agent, and I think what the Celtics are guarding themselves against, pun intended, I guess, is uh, that someone's going to make Bradley an offer that's going to be too rich for their tastes. Uh, if that happens now, uh, they've got some depth in their backcourt, which, of course, they haven't had. Uh, so... You know, I know people are wondering about Randall. Should the Celtics have picked Randall there? I just think that Marcus Smart has so much more upside. I really do believe at number six he was the best player left on the board. Randall's going to be a nice, rugged uh, NBA player for the Lakers if he ends up if he stays there with the Lakers, which I'm not 100% convinced because I don't think they're done maneuvering. Uh, he's he, he'll be a very nice player, but I just don't know how much more upside he has. So, hey, Jackie. So it's, it's Aloha Friday. Everybody's kind of depressed about the draft for their own and personal reasons. Really and they shouldn't. And, I, and, I, and I, so that's why I need, I need you to talk them off the ledge, Jack, is what I need well, you to do. I mean, listen, you had, you had two picks, and you, you got two guys that you were hoping to get, you targeted, that you were targeting. You know, Exum right there on the cusp, you know what I couldn't help but think of? was, remember, they tied with Utah for the worst record there. It was a coin flip. Coin they lost flip. Dante Exum on a coin flip. Yep. That's kind of depressing. Okay. So, 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 moving, so moving forward into the summer, so do you think, looking at the roster right now, you look at how young this team is, and, and, right. and it's basically really the same team. So we don't want to get into this, this mindset when the season starts that, okay, here we go again, uh, going to be a long season, hopefully we can get 30 wins. They're not done, right? If you were to, if you were to bet on it, they're bringing somebody in. No. This team is going well, to be They're going to try, sure. And I, I, don't think they're done. I don't think they're done trying to get Kevin Love. I yeah. really don't. And uh, whether it happens or not is, you know, as I, and I know people are tired of me throwing cold water on everything, but I just think that Golden State, Minnesota wants to be good now. They want veteran players. They would like some picks, but they mostly want veteran players. And Golden State, you know, the holdup is they, uh, the Timberwolves want Clay Thompson, and, and Golden State doesn't want to give them up. But there's other players. There's Harrison Barnes. There's obviously David Lee would be a part of any deal that they made. So they actually have some, you know, David Lee's an all-star. The problem you have is if, you know, if you want to trade Rondo for Kevin Love, if you're Minnesota, you don't want that. You got Ricky Rubio. 
Well, Jackie, uh, thanks for coming on. And you know what? We can also go to your ESPN colleague, Bill Simmons, for optimism because, boy, he looked excited. <laughs> yeah, Bill, that, you know, it's funny. I was, Did you I was fist pump like Bill Simmons? Has changed. Yeah. In the old days, if you did something like that, you might be fired for that, you know? But it's a new world and a new, there's a, there are new definitions of journalism and, and what constitutes journalism. And, you know, Bill's never, I'll say this about Bill, he's never, ever made any. Um, you know, he's never been secretive about the fact he's a huge Celtics fan, and he comes at it differently than people like me who are kind of old-fashioned journalists. Um, and that's why Bill, he's there. Bill's a different kind of uh, breed, and it's a breed today that's very, very popular, no question about yeah. it, and I am a big fan of Bill's. But he probably was hoping, probably wishing that the camera wasn't <laughs> quite on him so closely at that moment. Jackie, thanks a lot. All right, guys, have a great All right, weekend. Jackie. All right, this is Jackie McMullen from uh, ESPN Boston here on 93.7 WEI. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.